Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Jay, how are you going? It's great to see you. Yeah, um, I've been good. I've been good. Um, it's been um, it's been quiet, and then it's been we've we've got a, um, almost like an avalanche of news and announcements coming and trickling out from Lego. So there's a lot to talk about today. We'll try to keep today's episode tight. Um, welcome back if you're um, a, um, a a long time listener, or if you're new. Welcome to the podcast. Um, we are Richard and Jay from the extra pieces podcast and yeah we're gonna we're gonna jump into a few things today so try to follow us as we um you know cover off some of the news that we may have missed and some of the breaking news that um you know that's that's about to you know shake and cause a lot of rumble with certain lego fan communities but how are you richard what have you been up to Oh, look, I'm well, Jay. It's been one of those weeks where too much Lego news is barely enough and we're back at work recovering from the overseas trip and we've been, if people have been following the blogs recently, they'll see that the Lego paper bags or the paper bags for packaging in Lego sets are starting to roll off the production line in Kladno, the, um, in the Czech Republic and at the fan media days, we were given some insights into these, um, and I've been testing these out um, with a little bit of stress testing to see how they compare with experiences we've had with pl- plastic bags, um, including taking them out of my out of the box and transporting them in the luggage, um, and seeing how the bags stood up. Um, on the whole, they stood up fairly well, despite being abused by myself, my wife, and a number of baggage handlers over the um, course of a few weeks, and jumping up and down on the suitcase and packing them tightly. They survived that quite well, and make a really satisfying tearing sound. Yeah. Um, um, so this is, um, I think this is the f- this is going to be one of the first few retail sets that will um, come with these paper bags. Um, it's three one 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 cyber drone. Absolutely, and it's only going to be, but at present, Jay, it's also only going to be those that are coming out of the Czech Republic um, factory, and it will take probably take a little while for some of these things to be rolling out of the factories in China, which is where the sets, a lot of the sets, come to Australia or indeed Mexico, where the sets come to North America. But we can expect them to be rolling out during the course of the next few months. Yeah, well, so, think, yeah. So, so I think um, we um, we we obviously got a, a sneak peek and a preview at um, Fan Media Days, and it was great to listen to the um, the team in charge of rolling out these um, paper bags, which I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, Lego obviously has a goal of uh, you know completely transitioning all their packaging um, to you know to be either made of recycled materials or to be completely recyclable by 2024 and also eliminating well no as particularly eliminating all single use plastics by 20 by the end of 2025 oh 2025 yeah that's right so yeah that's that's a huge deal so um there's 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 a surprising amount of um you know plastic 
um, involved with Lego. I think the the the, the plastic poly bags, the inner bags that you know most people are familiar with, but there are also things like that you don't quite um, expect. So things like tape um, on 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 the sets. I think they, there's 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 a plan to transition that to a um, more sustainable material as well. Um, recently, I think most people have noticed that with some of the larger sets, um, instruction manuals have been coming in sort of like a a cardboard um, like sleeve or envelope mm. um, instead of the plastic film. Um, and of course, um, you know, next year, the dreaded transition of Lego collectible minifigures from, you know, foil plastic bags to um, cardboard boxes. That's going to happen sometime in, I think, in September. But um, yeah, I'm 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 really glad that um, you know paper bags are here. For me, my biggest concern was um, was how it sounded. Um, so doing a rattle test, um, you know, I think I think there's no greater joy, and this is something that 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 that's very familiar. Um, you know, a familiar part of my childhood where you get a present, and your first instinct is to shake the box to try and figure out what's in it, and if it rattles like a Lego set does, um, you know, you're in for a good time. Um, so I think, I think having the Cyberdrone um, set, one of the first few things I did was, you know, to obviously shake it around. And um, I'm pleased to report that it does sound like Lego. It does rattle. It sounds a bit muffled. You know, it's not as sharp, but yeah, it works for me. So I think. Now, it, it, it's interesting that you say that. I actually had a mint in box copy of Cyberdrone um, sitting in my cupboard. So I pulled it out and I gave it a shake and a rattle. And it's a fairly tightly packed set with three instruction manuals as well as two bags in a smallish box. And it actually didn't rattle a lot much either. So I think the sound was pretty consistent. They're aiming to make the paper ba- the paper bags to be the same size as the plastic bags, so they'll fit in in about the same sort of way. Um, I found even repacking, as I repacked the bag, the box rather, with the paper and plastic bags that the sound that it made changed as well. It sort of became a little bit more rattly. But I, I think on the whole, the sound that we get from them will be pretty equivalent um yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like you said and like you said earlier um i think a um and unintended i think I, I i don't think it's um it was completely um intended but there's um it's really satisfying opening up these paper bags because they've got a nice little perforated um section that um makes it easier to tear and it sounds it sounds good i feel like that's going to be sort of like a new you know sound of joy you know when it comes to you know opening up a new lego set i think i'm going to incorporate it in the sounds that we use in the podcast jay people have complained about the um, way that we've used the sound of pieces falling um as a transition between articles i think we'll be able to tear into the next article now it sounds great but um yeah um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, to more sets. Hopefully we'll see some of the new 2023 sets kitted out with paper bags. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to take time to roll out, um, around the world. They're still doing a lot of work with their production facilities and factories, um, to, you know, transition them over, um, to paper bags and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. Hopefully we'll see more of this soon absolutely um i 
think one of the important things to say is that it it's a gradual process, and it, you know these machines essentially every machine that is responsible for packing Lego elements into bags needs to be um, have, needs to be refitted, and they're doing this without stopping production at any of the factories. They've not needed to increase the size of any of the factories, and so unless you want there to be no new Lego produced for three months. Um, it's going to it, it needs to be a gradual process, but they've yep. developed the first generation of of gear to do this that's rolling out now, and we can expect that new factories that have been announced this year in Vietnam and Virginia, USA to be equipped with these from the outset so they won't need to transition when they come online. That said, they won't be coming online much before 2025 anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, all in all, great work. And I think, um, you know, kudos to the team because this is a big job. I think if you work in um, manufacturing or, you know, production, you will understand just how, you know, titanic of a task this is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see progress. Yeah, I I'm really like these. They're, there are some differences compared to plastic bags and certainly they're not waterproof. Um, and while this isn't an issue for the majority of us, um, I'm certainly aware of a few people that have been victim to floods in the last few weeks around regional Victoria, but even over the last few years when we, we hear about LEGO fans in other countries who have um, had a lot of their Lego affected by floodwaters and the plastic bags have been impervious to those waters getting mm. through. But um, certainly with these new paper bags, water and silt will probably be able to get into the bag. So you will need to, uh, and the bags are weakened, but they don't fall apart, um, which I thought was, I thought that was pretty exciting actually to be able to soak a paper bag in water for 10 hours and not have it start falling apart in my hands but um we can talk about that on some other occasion that's awesome what about yourself jay what have you been talking about thinking about lately um i'm thinking about the holiday season so right now we're coming up to um we're a few days off from november um and december this is um we're uh, a month into Q4, which is um, traditionally one of Lego's most important, well, the toy industry's most important um, few months um, because Christmas is coming. Um, parents um, are buying, you know, gifts, presents for their kids. Um, adults are buying presents for themselves. So this is a big, big, um, you know, um, it's a key period. It's one of the most important periods for um, the retail um and toy industry and um you know i'm just thinking about um one of the one of one of the things i'm observing is that lego is starting to get a lot more aggressive with their discounting and promotion um i think looking back i've i've certainly not recalled seeing so many offers um so many gwps so many um you know different promotions and this is not just from um, third-party retailers or department stores, which, you know, you kind of get every now and then. Um, but we're seeing this from Lego directly. So I think just in the last few weeks, we've had, I think, a, a, a really good VIP bonus for um, Optimus Prime and even the Lion Knight's Castle, 
we've seen, you know, in just in, in, in the last few weeks, we've had, you know, a back-to-back, uh, you know, barrage of Gifwood purchase offers. So we're just mm-hmm. coming off, you know, Bricktober here in Australia, but, you know, through Lego Direct, we've had Raider Castaway, we've had the Creator Tree in one, um, which... Um, and, you know, we've seen, you know, depending on where you are in the world, we've seen the return of some pr- some older GWPs. Like in Australia, we've had um, the Jane Goodall tribute set just pop up randomly on Lego.com. Mm-hmm. I think in the US, um, they've had, I think I think the, the Cosmic Cardboard Adventures has made a return. Um, so they're really pushing hard. And if you look at the sales section on lego.com we're seeing you know some really deep discounts on some pretty big sets um and you know it looks like lego is starting to get a lot more aggressive with um you know clearing out their stock um, which to me um is 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 sort of a sort of a yellow flag because it looks like lego has a lot of inventory on their books that they're trying to clear out what do you think have you have you noticed any of that Look, I've noticed um, a bit of that, and certainly a lot of lot more stuff on sale on Lego.com than you would typically see. And so, certainly, I think one of the things that struck me was last year's um, Chinese New Year sets, mm. which um, were being sold with a relatively deep discount. Great if you're looking for Ice Planet torsos. Um, oh, I missed out. I missed out on the. Um on the um, the ice festival set. I saw that they were 30% off. Um, I made a mental note to order some, but by the time I actually wanted to do it, it had sold out, unfortunately. There it was, gone. Um, so I, th- I think it's a concern, but I do wonder if it's also that with the increase in prices it gives that we saw back in... July, September, if that now gives the Lego group a little bit more flexibility for discounting their own stock, which then also gives them the opportunity to compete with some of their retail, some of their sort of big box retail competition like Walmart in the States, like Kmart and Meyer in Australia, um, who maintain a steady flow of customers during the course of the year for Lego um, simply because they are able to offer better prices uh, more often than you're going to see through Lego's official retail channels. Yeah. Um, I think, and, th- and it's something that we didn't really cover because um, I think we were at Scareback and, and Billund when it dropped, but um, a couple of weeks ago in, uh, I think it was late September, that towards the end of September, Lego um, shared their first half of 2022 results so that's you know um, typically from jan to june jan to june yeah jan to june um Mm -hmm. and i think yeah the the key takeaway is that um you know sales were up so i think consumer sales were up by about 13 percent their revenue went up by 17 percent um and um it's it's a bit of a mixed um it's a bit of a mixed picture because even though revenue went up you're starting to see some of the effects of um inflation start to start to hit so um you know just to just to illustrate that revenue went up by 17 percent but operating profit so that's you know once you minus off all your expenses um that 
went um that that was pretty much flat against um the first half of 2021 so mm-hmm. That's usually that that that's a sign that you know costs are starting to rise, and you know that that probably contributed to um, you know Lego making the decision to increase their prices um, in the second half of twenty twenty two. A few other things that were <clears throat> that a few other things that were that stood out to me was that if you look in their balance balance sheet, Lego doesn't share a lot of financial information, so it's quite hard to you know really get a get a complete picture but you can see that their assets have gone up um as well Mm. Um, and usually that is a sign that there's a lot of inventory that's currently sitting in warehouse and on lego's books that they you know need to yeah need need to um need to clear as well so um i think i think the main you know what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing and what I'm reading a lot of is that you know everyone's you know talking about a potential recession coming soon, especially in 2023. Mm. Um, I see big companies starting to make cuts, and so I think with the cost of living going up, um, obviously I think um, Lego Lego in a tricky position because people are you know starting to pull back on discretionary purchases. Mm. So for example, if you were to spend say I don't know two hundred dollars a month buying a set. You might, you know, change to you know maybe buying a big set every two months or every three months um, because you've got bills to pay for and your you know petrol to put in your car, which has you know gone up. So I definitely think that Lego are seeing softening sales, and that's why we're seeing such aggressive promotions from them. Um, I don't know about you, but like the Lego certified store here in Australia, they have an offer like they have like offers every other day. Like there's a triple VIP event coming up they've got gift with purchase offers um so i think definitely on the ground we're starting to see a lot more discounting and you know that ultimately is going to hit lego's bottom line in the second half of 2022 because Mm. if they need to start discounting or if they need to start providing rebates to their retail partners um, so that they can you know discount and start moving the stock that they've bought from lego um, you know that's ultimately going to hit their margins. Um, so it's going to it's going to be really interesting, I think. And um, yeah, so like 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 every other retail brand, you know, from apparel to consumer technology, um, you know, there's there's definitely been a slowdown in consumption. And yeah, so I think I'm really excited to see what we're going to see. Um, as we head closer to Black Friday and Christmas, I think that there's going to be, you know, huge discounts and, you know, retailers obviously trying to clear the stock that they have. So mm. I think if I were, if I were, you know, thinking about buying a set, I would probably wait for, you know, a good sale. Um, I think we might even see the return of triple VIP points online. Um, they haven't brought that back in a while, but mm. I could see them, I could see them doing that again. And um yeah just wait and yeah we'll we'll probably see a lot more discounts i wonder if in part this is a problem that will be symptomatic of lego having such a diverse portfolio aimed at adults which is necessary if you're going to have all adults as your target market yeah whereas when we think back to the origins of the 
the company as a toy manufacturer, in fact, stem from the fact that while in, in the, it's the Great Depression rolled, um, sort of got underway in the early 30s, um, the company moved away from cabinetry and general carpentry and moved towards toy manufacture because during these times when um, things are tough, the parents are more likely to forego some of those things that make their life more fun in order to, or more comfortable, in order to ensure that the kids have got something to open on Christmas morning. Um, and I think that'll be, that'll be interesting to see if we um, start seeing a downturn in the adult sets, but continue to see those child-focused sets continuing to sell city, friends, and, and other kid-focused themes. Yeah, no, I... I I definitely I definitely think so, and there's a uh, there's there's actually a business term for that. It's called the lipstick effect. So, um, it's a you know in a nutshell, it's you know during times of you know economic uncertainty or even you know recessions or downturns, um, you know, mm. um, it's been observed that people still spend on discretionary you know small discretionary purchases. So, um, you know, for example, during recessions the sale of like lipstick or skincare or makeup actually you know remains steady or they increase as people cut back on some of the larger purchases so mm. you might you know you might nix a, a european holiday or a holiday to bali or you might put off buying a new car um but you know people still want to treat themselves in you know times of economic uncertainty so hopefully um you know Lego is kind of in that sweet spot because they have so many products across their portfolio, across, you know, many different price points. So while you may not, um, you know, you may not, you know, maybe pull the trigger on the Titanic, but a smaller set like, say, I don't know, Vincent van Gogh or a Creator Tree in one set, you know, will, mm. you know, will hopefully still continue to sell because it's still accessible in a way, it doesn't completely um, it won't completely ruin your finances and it's still, you know, I guess you can still scratch your Lego itch. Um, <clears throat> and indeed you can fit the models on the shelf. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, no new shelves necessary. Um, and I think, um, and I'm just, you know, I'm just, um, I'm just musing here, but a lot of, a lot of big companies are having very tough conversations right now in terms of staffing, in terms of resources, mm -hmm. in terms of what, 2023 is going to look like and the thing about lego is that you have to you you have to remember that they plan their portfolios two three years out so decisions for 2023 were made in 2020 or you know early 2021 when mm. you know if you recall during that time we saw a huge spike in lego sales because of lockdown because of um um, you know, various stimulus measures, you know, enacted by governments where people were, you know, essentially just handed money out to um, to spend on stuff. Um, and people were at home, so people were bored and people were turning to Lego. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, Lego would have planned a huge 2023 because they were, you know, obviously feeling very confident after seeing the numbers from 2020 and 2021 and going, oh, you know, this adult welcome strategy is working. We're going to double down and we're going to, you know, increase the amount of um, 
sets that we're going to sell in 2023. But because of, you know, developments in the last six months, because of the way inflation is going, because of, you know, discretionary spending, essentially, you know, dropping as, you know, things like interest rates go up. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of sets that we would see in 2023 are, you know, either getting delayed or pushed out or potentially even cancelled, especially some of the larger sets. And, you know, I think looking at some of Lego's big bets in the second half of 2022, I don't think that they've, um, I don't think that they've gone as, um, you know, the way Lego has intended. So if you look at some of the more expensive sets that have, um, that have launched in the last few months. So um, the ones that I'm thinking of is the, the big Hogwarts Express train, the Black Panther bust. Um, in November, we've got that giant Hulkbuster um, and, you know, who knows, who knows what else. Um, I don't think they're selling particularly well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the big bets that, that Lego have placed in the second half of 2022 are probably not performing to expectation. And I think that's going to um, inform and influence their thinking about sets that they're going to release in 2023. Um, and, you know, it might be a signal that, hey, you know, we've kind of pushed the A-Falls too hard when it comes to big expensive sets and, you know, they're not biting, um, especially looking at the Hulkbuster. It's a big set, it, but it has been, you know, reading some of the reviews, you know, it's been, you know, in, in a sense, critically panned um, as a set. And I think that's going to impact sales as well. So, um, yeah, interesting times. I, I, I definitely do not envy the position that Lego is in at the moment because I think everyone's doing it tough, especially in the mm-hmm. industry. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, I think with the measures that they've put in and the goodwill that they have from, you know, fans, from really loyal, passionate fans, you know, hopefully they can, you know, ride out this storm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It'd be interesting to see particularly what happens um, with next year's financial statements and um, whether they have weathered the storm so far, but whether that's something that we'll be able to continue going forward will be certainly something interesting to look out for or will we see a reining back on um, staff and breadth of port breadth and depth of portfolio like we've seen in the past when the company's been experienced even threats of financial trouble mm. um, you know which we saw back in just 20, 2017 we saw some pretty significant pulling back staff redundancies um, mm. And it's, yeah, it's scary times for everyone involved in, it is well, trying to pay, trying to earn a living, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, you know, like, like Lego have gone through worse. They've gone through world wars. They've gone through, you know, several economic downturns and recessions. And, you know, they've always come up on the other side. Um, but yeah, hopefully... You know, my, my, my concern is that they've not stretched themselves too thin. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens over the next over the next few months. Mm-hmm. Next few months or so. So Jay, do you know who your friends are? Um, I would like to think so, but um sometimes you never know because 
friends come and friends go and such is life. And indeed, after 10 years, this seems to be what's happened to the girls that a generation of kids have grown up with. They've grown up, they've left home, they've headed off on their gap years. And of course, at this point, we're talking about Stephanie, Andrea, Mia, Emma and Olivia, um, who have been the cornerstone hero characters of the Lego Friends range for the last 10 years. Mm. and. We've just seen the lineup for 2023 rolled out, and there's a whole lot of new kids on the block. Oh, it's uh, it's what a way to cap off ten years of Lego Friends. I think that's that's a that's a, that's a big milestone, and yeah, are we calling it a relaunch, a reboot, the next generation? What are we what are we calling it? Look, I, I think it's a it's a relaunch of the story, and it depends on how much you buy into Friends being a cartoon series, uh, an animated series. Um, in which case, it's very much a reboot. Um, if you're looking at colourful sets with characters expressing diversity and um, and natural skin tones and albeit not the minifigures that you and I grew up with, um, then I think it's it's more of the same, but... Um, but more, but more. But, but more. Um, so... So what's changing? So what's changing? So uh, what's changing? Well, our old friends have... I'm going to say mostly gone, and we'll put a pin in that and come back to it shortly. We've got eight new friends. Uh, we have Aaliyah, Autumn, Leo, Zach, hmm. Leanne, Ollie, Paisley, and Nova. And they've all got their own little characteristics, much like we had the sporty girl, the nature-loving girl, the science-geeky girl, the artist and the performer. And I, th I think here, rather than being such, being quite such stereotypes um, as the first generation of friends were, um, we're sort of expanded out a little bit. We're also looking into aspects of um, physical disability, we're looking into aspects of neurodiversity, um, we're looking at people feeling and behaving in different ways in um, social situations and perhaps perhaps we're, we're being given more of an insight already at this early stage into their um, into their underlying personalities which may not necessarily be, just immediately apparent through looking at them. And I, I, I'm not sure. I think they've given me too much information. Yeah, um, I, I think it's really interesting. So looking at the new lineup um, and, you know, chatting to the Lego Friends team, um, I think the idea behind this new group of friends here is that it does look a lot more reflective of... 
um, kids today. There's um, yeah. a it's it's not just a more diverse in terms of oh okay there's a there's a redhead there's a there's um, there's, there's there's a guy there's a you know it's not it's 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 not just surface level diversity but you can um, you know looking at the new profiles and their interests they reflect I think kids um, that are growing up today um, which which have you know diverse interests so. Mm. Um, you know, for example, there's a, what's his, um, what's his, what's his, um, I think, is it Leo? Um, so, you know, Leo, he's, um, his profile says that he's into um, football or soccer. Um, and, you know, he's a really sporty guy. But at the same time, he also loves um, cooking and, 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 and uh, you know, making food and pra- practicing his recipes. And I think, you know, looking at how, um, you know, toys or characters in, you know, animated series were, uh, were done, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you'd kind of bunch them up into, um, you know, specific stereotypes. So things like the Spice Girls, you've got Sporty Spice, Posh Spice, and, um, and, and you know, Scary Spice. And it's, um, it's very easy to kind of lump people and, and I guess pigeonhole characters into, oh, you know, he likes sports, so, you know, he must be cool and active and he's into like, boyish stuff whereas you know here's a here's an arty girl who's into arts and crafts and you know she loves pink and purple and stuff like that but looking at the um i guess the personalities and the the character profiles it's a lot more um it's a lot more varied and you know there's not you know there's not a one size kind of fits all kind of stereotype of okay she's into um you know she's into science or learning and you look at some of the interests as well. They, you know, I think they reflect, um, you know, aspirations and hobbies. So I think there's a, there's a streamer as well, Nova, or like she's some sort of like social media influencer with 3 million followers. Um, and I guess that's reflective of the world that, you know, kids are growing up in today where they're, you know, um, I think there, there was a poll for like Gen Z or like kids and their number one career aspirations were like YouTuber or like influencer. So um, I think that's pretty, um, you know, contemporary, forward, forward, forward looking from um, from Lego to kind of infuse this. Because if you look at the old, um, if you look at the, I guess the 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 OG friends core group, you had, you know, um, they were kind of pigeonholed into their interests. In a they way, were, I thought it was remarkable that any of them were actually friends. Yeah, you know. You you rarely see see such a such a um disparate group actually hanging out as a team. I, I do feel we've got a better reflection of um the way that a group of friends mm-hmm. actually works. You know, you've got the you've got the musician who's socially awkward. You've got the guy that wants to be a production t- that you know just loves producing his media. You've got the streamer, so they've got sort of associated interests. You've got the footballer who loves to cook, and that's what everyone actually loves about him. That just felt too much like a callback to High School Musical, I'll have to admit. And I'm just wondering if this is what happens when people who grew up on High School Musical grow up to become um, Lego designers and story writers. So one of the things that's different now compared to kids growing up when Friends was initially released and indeed remember that was essentially 
designed not solely as a girls' line, but as a line to get girls playing with Lego bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now in an era where um, post-pandemic kids, there's a much greater emphasis on kids' mental health mm-hmm. and their anxieties. And, and also, I think, I think more acceptance of um, you know, neurodiversion. Absolutely. So, so um, everyone doesn't have to behave the same around everyone. We certainly see those aspects written into these characters. And so I, th- I think being able to see that level of representation f- um, within, within the toys, I think it will be interesting to see how it pans out and how these messages are going to be communicated because... Mm-hmm. I don't think your average nine-year-old is just going to want to read a page on the core characteristics of of the new new friends, um, and even the sort of the two-line um, snapshot for each character is perhaps does only scratches the surface of the level of developments that appears to that that's obviously gone into these characters um, before we're told about them uh, or before well, before we meet them. So I've got a bit of a um, scoop. So I participated in a roundtable with some of the um, Lego Friends team, mm. and we can also expect um, some changes to the instruction manuals. So not too sure what they will look like but um they're going to have a lot more i guess storytelling and um you know some other like activities like a building break um to i guess just keep um kids engaged as well and understanding you know maybe they might do it like the um uh, chinese new year's where they've got wordless comic panels to um you know convey a storyline um so yeah that's something to look forward to i'm really looking forward to see what they look like that's something that we look forward to and say storytelling in lego sets in in instruction manuals certainly goes back to fabuland where we had storybooks being have had the instruction manuals being literal storybooks and so be interested to see how they make this work i wonder how it fits in with the long-term plan for how Lego instructions have been uh, going and whether it will ultimately perhaps start to drift in the direction that something like Lego City Missions has where we've got almost an animated episode where you put together the set um, rather than page by page, um, page by page, um, put piece A on piece B. Um, I'll be intrigued to see how that actually pans out. Yeah, and I think um, there's you know we'll 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 get a new animated series as well. So you know that's definitely a core part of the storytelling stack. Um, mm. to this new generation, and they're going to be available on YouTube. So it's definitely going to be accessible to most people. Um, I think that's a good thing. It's not you know gated behind a specific streaming service or TV channel, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, that, that said, we have seen that with friends with um, the girls on a mission. That's been available through Lego's YouTube channel. 
um, as well as then being available through streaming services. And I think that certainly broadens the net. Um, but we've also sort of had two series running in parallel. We've had webisodes that have been had different focuses um, to the series. Do you know if we're... Did they talk about whether we're going to be just seeing that or are we just going to be seeing sort of extended storytelling with 12 or 20-minute episodes? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. They were <clears> – <throat> we didn't get a lot of information there, but it's just one of those we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, I mean, what we have seen in the last couple of years is certainly been a move away from sort of the 20-minute stories which we were initially – seeing in Ninjago and now in both Ninjago, Monkey Kid and uh, I think Friends in recent years, we've sort of been seeing sort of 12-minute stories that you might get to put together for a half-hour TV slot if they're going onto TV. Otherwise, um, just streaming on the interwebs, it becomes a much more easy-to-consume package. Yeah, and I don't know, we'll... I think we'll see some innovation here. I mean, one of the new characters is a streamer or um, a social media star. So, you know, she might do a takeover of the Lego YouTube channel. Um, we might see a live stream. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot that they, can, that, they can, that they can do here that I'm looking forward to seeing as well. I now remember that we did see something like that being done with Ninjago a few years ago where they were had um, motion capture actors um, yep. basically doing, maybe not quite a live stream, but doing a um, <clears throat> relatively unscripted production. And perhaps that technology's now got up to a stage where that will be able to work without everyone just appearing to be a computer animated puppet. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's, that's going to be cool. Um, and I think the we need to mention this as well. That the and I think this this is very very important, especially for fans of Lego Friends. That the original core group they're not going away. There will be cameos. They are still you know in and all around Heart Lake City, but they've obviously aged up. Um, you know Mia, for example, is a mum now, and you know they're still going to be present. Um, in you know in the sets and you know in the cartoon as well, so that's exciting, and I think it's um, yeah we get to see a different facet of the core group, um, and I'm excited to see you know what Olivia, Emma, Andrea, Mia, Stephanie, I'm forgetting someone, mm. uh, yeah, what they're like as adults and adulthood. So that's exciting. It it is exciting, and it 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 feels like too much of a time jump, and and I'm not sure how I feel about time jumps if they're pot potentially moving everyone to different periods in their life, but with technology not moving on, um, it feels a little bit like I won't talk about the unit time paradox of Doctor Who in the 1970s when the episodes were allegedly set in the 80s. That would just be too nerdy, so I'll move on from that. But maybe they live in, maybe Heart Lake City will be, um, you know, we'll get a future Heart Lake City and we'll get a friend's monorail. You know, never say never. That said, we all had our friends updated 
back in, um, oh, when was it, 2017 for the fifth anniversary. They sort of rebooted the characters. They rebooted the skin tones. They rebooted, rebooted the hair colours a little bit. I think it's great that we're now moving away from these same characters that mm-hmm. the Lego company have used sort of as representing every girl mm. and uh, moving on to a broader platform and being able to explore the characters a little more. I think it's important that these series do get reboots because after... Keeps things fresh and oh. it allows, you know, more storytelling opportunities that aren't um, anchored or weighed down by the... Weighed down by the law. Yeah, weighed down by the law. Um, and yeah, it's 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 refreshing, and yeah, we got new characters. So it's one of the reasons I don't go and look at Bionicle too much. It's because there's too much. There's like ten, fifteen years of backstory, um, and I think, and I think, like it's um, it's kind of like the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are seeing you know essentially a expansion of Heart Lake City. You know, both in terms of um, you know, a time scale, you know, we're seeing friends age up um, and we might see, you know, new buildings, new sections, new um, areas for these new characters to explore um, given their very different, diverse and unique interests as well. Mm. So there have been a few sets announced at this point. We've got houses, a school, a diner and um, and animal rescue i think and i think you know we'll we'll see more released but you'll get a better idea of those if you have a look at um on online pictures of these sets rather than um have us talk through them too much at this stage we'll have we'll have uh photos of the sets um just check it out in the show notes absolutely well jay that's um been quite a lot to talk about today mm. and we haven't even touched on the fact that overnight mindstorms has been announced as retiring at the end of 2022 with support for the app lasting until the end of 2024 mm-hmm. um that's a lot of change there's a lot of change like my brain is struggling to like follow a lot of these you know pillars of lego are suddenly you know gone mm. We'll talk about that in the future once we've, as you said, it's a lot to process and I think we need to have a bit more of a thought about that. Yeah. But anyway, Jay, it's time for us to tear off now. Mm-hmm. And thanks very much, everyone, for your time to li- taking your time to listen today. Um, really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed what we talk about, why not share um, our podcast with your friends? Give us a five-star review on itunes and um please get in touch with us at extra pieces pod on instagram or twitter extra pieces pod at gmail.com by email we'd love to hear your comments we'd love to hear your suggestions um i've probably got got some ideas for things to roll through for the future but today there has just been too much news to just leave it alone um we We'll catch up with you before too long. And until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. 
And I'm Jay from uh, Jay's Brick Blog, and these are the Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy. <laughs>